0: number seven mark chapter number seven and continuing on and lord willing next week we'll finish up chapter number seven mark chapter number seven what a great passage we're going to look at this morning we're going to read the verses and i'll give a little background and things and then we'll move forward into the message today and uh, a couple weeks ago when we were in chapter number six I made a little error in something that I said. No one called me out on it or asked me about it, but I was, uh, as I was studying for the message this week, you notice in verse 31 it says here, and again departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee and through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. That's verse 31 there. And so that's as I'm preparing for next week. My thought was why did he, if he was already, I said if you look at chapter number 6, I'll tell you where I, with well, Gethsemane, is not the Gadara area, but I have a Bible map because one of the things that I do when I study and a great Bible study help for you is having a good Bible map. That, I didn't have a great one, I guess, on that day, but a Bible map. I like to see where Jesus actually went and picture it all in my mind. And so Gethsemane was not over in Gadara area because I mentioned that. Gesenneret is just a little, so that would be a little southwest of Capernaum, which makes sense why he was in Capernaum after that. And then today, Sidon and Tyre, he goes up to there. Then he's going to come, as we look at verse 31 next week, he goes down to Decapolis, and that is near Gadara. So that was just a little bit off there by me. But I was looking at my map, and I'm like, this makes no sense why Jesus is the ultimate map quest, right? He's the ultimate Thomas guide back in the day. And so, why would he have done it? And so, and even the way he ends up doing it, still, it wouldn't be the way your Apple Maps would tell you how to do it. But the Lord knows what he's doing. But I just thought, just so, if I catch myself where I say something, and then that that map was wrong, so I'm not going to use that map anymore. And so, I was going to show you an actual picture of the map, so that way you would believe me. But I thought, you'll trust me, right? Yeah. So, Verse 24 this morning is where we are. It says in chapter 7, and from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into an house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, uh, Syphesian by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. She must have been a teenager, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. It's quite a response there from Jesus. We're going to look as harsh as that seems. It's not quite as harsh as we look at it. And we'll look at that a little deeper here in a few minutes. And I love her response, and she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Man, we look at a couple weeks ago, we have Pharisees and scribes that traveled miles from Jerusalem to go call Jesus out and to find out what he was doing wrong. And we see Jesus leaving Capernaum. And literally, if you want to put that in perspective for us, imagine leaving here in Chino and walking to Santa Monica and then to Malibu. There you got Tyre in sight and about the distance from Capernaum quite a walk there that's although nowadays with traffic sometimes it might be faster to walk than to actually drive on the roads there but as we look at this passage i love that there's this woman here she doesn't like the pharisees she realizes she has a need in her life and what she realizes is there's no one that can help her with the need that she has but jesus And today, as we get into the message, as we dive in, we see this lady's faith, and we see what the Lord does in her life, we just see a lady that needed help. And she knew where to go. May I just help us as we dive into the message this morning. When you need help, there's one place to go. His name is Jesus. That's where we need to go. But as Christians, it seems a lot of times... We go lots of other places before we ever go to the Lord for help. When the Lord should be where we run to for help. And so this morning as we dive into the message and as we look here today, I would say that most people sitting in this room have needs in their life today. Some people have devastating family problems. Maybe you have financial difficulties. Maybe some have a problem with a child like this lady did. Some might not even be saved in this room this morning and realizing they're lost. Maybe there's a disease that you have or a doctor's appointment coming up and you're wondering what lies ahead. We could stand here all day and list the problems of life because there are lots of problems. But today I want to focus on In the midst of the problems, you've got to have someone to go to. You need someone who can turn your problem and give you a solution out of it. You need God to work in your life. You don't need him to lift every burden, but there are times where you need him to help with the extra special things more than others. And sometimes you don't need everything answered at once. Sometimes you're like this lady, Lord, I don't need to feed at the table. I just need some of the crumbs. Just your working, I don't need, I don't need to sit at the table, just, I just need your help. I just need you. Because the crumbs of the master are pretty good. And I think that's putting it pretty simple there. They're really good. The master, Jesus I love this passage. She says, I don't need to sit at the table. Even the dogs get the crumbs. Lord, just give me, I just need the crumbs. And Jesus healed her daughter and did a great work in this lady's life. I want to take a few minutes this morning and preach on the thought, I just need the crumbs. Father, bless the next few minutes that we have here this morning. We need your help. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this passage of Scripture. I pray that as we're in it today, that you would meet with us, that you would help us guide our thinking, guide our thoughts, help us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Jesus continues his ministry and ministering to people. He goes a long ways to get to Tyre and Sidon up in that area. And verse 24 tells us, And from thence he arose and went to the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house. And would have no man know it, but he couldn't be hid. Hey, when Jesus comes to town, when Jesus is in the house, it cannot be hidden. Hey, when uh, Jesus is in a church, when he's working and his power is evident in the church, it cannot be hidden from anybody. When Jesus is working in a life, it can't be hidden Jesus in this passage he couldn't be hidden people realize he's there the king of kings the lord of lords is right there as we look here and we look at this passage we think of a mother that has a daughter that daughter is demon possessed what exactly this girl was doing to herself we do not know But we know that there was a mother that needed help. I don't know what doctor she might have tried. I don't know where she could have gone. But she heard that Jesus came to town. And it didn't matter that she wasn't a Jew, it didn't matter any of those things. She knew and she had heard who Jesus was. And she was going to see him. And she had great faith. And yet you have other passages where the scribes and Pharisees can we catch him doing something he shouldn't be doing? Can we catch his disciples and catch them doing something? See there's two different types of people. How are we when we approach God? Are we coming to him needing help? Or are we coming expecting to correct him on how he does things in our lives? a great thought right there that's not part of the message so we'll get off of that number one this morning we see the mother's request we see the mother's request verse 25 and 26 says for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet the bible says here the woman was a greek um, a phishan by nation and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter we see the mother's request first of all letter a we think about the fact that she was concerned about her daughter her child was demon possessed and was probably acting out in violence and anger and she needed help in a desperate way maybe word had traveled about how she had heard about that maniac in gadara i know that's a long ways from there but if jesus could help that man filled with a demon there was hope for her daughter right and so she was concerned about her daughter, and what did she do? She took that concern to Jesus. We see letter B, that um, she was crying over the condition of her daughter. Now the parallel passage would be in Matthew chapter 15, and in verse 23 the Bible tells us there, And he answered not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. This lady was desperate. She was crying. Be- and as we look at this, because the condition of her daughter, she saw her daughter day in and day out. She saw the torment that she was going through. She saw these things, and she wanted to help her daughter. And we see this lady here's that Jesus comes to town. She's concerned about her daughter. We see the fact that she's been crying over the condition of her daughter and let her see We see she called Jesus because she heard of him. Verse 25 makes that clear. And as we look at this this morning, we've all heard of what Jesus can do. The Pharisees heard about what Jesus could do. This lady heard about what Jesus could do. And this lady had faith enough to believe that Jesus could do what he said he could do. She called Jesus because she heard of him. We think about this morning. How do you identify this morning with this anxious mother? Perhaps you're dealing with a situation in your life, a need. Maybe you're at your wit's end. Maybe you don't know what you're going to do. Maybe you're exhausted and getting to the end. Maybe, I don't know what the case is. Regardless of where you are, the answer is always to get to Jesus. Jesus makes that clear in the Gospels in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and, and I will give you rest. Hey, you're going through it. you got a need in your life. Hey, you know where you need to go today? You need to go to Jesus. That's where you need to go. Uh, This world will have you try everything and leave the spiritual things for later. I'm telling you, start with the spiritual. Hey, be like this lady. You say, Pastor, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Hey, I'll tell you a great place to start. Get to Jesus Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. What will he do? He will give you rest, the scripture says. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me. I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You see, in life, you don't have to bear your burdens alone. You don't have to go through this on your own. Oh, I just need someone I can just pour my heart out to. You have Jesus to pour your heart out to. He says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Hebrews 4, verse 15, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. And because of that, verse 16 tells us, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He knows what you're going through and He's someone who can do something about it today. We see number one this morning the mother's request. Number two, we see the mother's resolve. We look at verse number 27. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled, for it is not meat to take the children's meat and to cast it unto the dogs. He's referring to her as a dog right here. We'll talk more about this here in a minute. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. This woman comes to Jesus for help. But she doesn't get the response she wanted. Do you know what I think she was thinking? Lord, my daughter, she's got this demon. I need you to do something. I think this is what she wanted the Lord to do. Hey, go home. She's healed. It's all good. Thanks for coming. Have a good day. See you next time. I think that's what she wanted. Isn't that what we want with God? Lord, I've got a need. I need you to answer it right now. Take this away. Help this situation. God, answer me now. That's what we want. This mother, I'm sure, thought, of all the things I've heard about this guy, and this is his response? In fact, the book of Matthew says when he, she first talked to him, he didn't even answer her a word. The son of God, the one who cares. No response? we see the resolve that this mother has in this passage when when we think about this letter A we think about the obstacles of faith or the obstacles of her faith in this passage she had to overcome a lot of obstacles in this passage it seems that she met some resistance to her request at every turn yet she was persistent until she achieved her goal isn't that a good lesson for us? Keep praying and don't give up till God answers. He might not give you the answer you want, but till he answers, you keep seeking him. This this woman, she was persistent. We need to pray in prayer. We pray and then you gotta understand but when God answers and if he gives you the answer he doesn't want you don't want. It's still time to stop praying about it. We don't get to decide everything. But this lady, there were some obstacles to her faith. The first one is this. There's the obstacle of race. Verse 26 tells us that she was a woman from Tyre and Sidon. Matthew 15, 22 tells us, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried on him, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Not Tyre and Sidon was not a, did not have a great reputation. It was a very wicked, they practiced very vile religious practices up in this area. And on top of that, this woman is not a Jew. She's a Canaanite. A woman of Canaan. Were the Canaanites a blessed people? I think we would all say no. They are supposed to be driven out of the land completely, right? In the Old Testament, their Book of Joshua and things. She's not a Jew. She's not... She's a part of a cursed race, if we're being honest. She lives in an area that's known for its vile religious practices... This woman had two strikes against her before she even said a word to Jesus. There was that obstacle, a race. Letter B, or number two, there was the obstacle of religion. You notice she came to Jesus and called out and said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Here was a Gentile mother crying out to a Jewish Messiah she had no right to come to Jesus through the door of Judaism that's why he didn't answer her a word because through Judaism that Gentile could not approach the Messiah correct that's correct and so as we look here and you see Matthew 15 verse 23 when she it says he answered her not a word the reason he didn't answer her was because she approached him as a Gentile and she was calling out to the Jewish Messiah. And in Judaism, you weren't supposed to answer. He didn't answer her a word. She had the obstacle of a race. she had the obstacle of religion. Judaism wasn't going to help her get to Jesus. Number three, there was also the obstacle of racism. When the disciples see and hear this Gentile calling out to their Messiah, what they want to do? They wanted to get rid of her and get her out of there. Back to Matthew 15, verse 23. And it says, what did they say? And the disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Verse 24, are there other verses there? 24 through 26, yeah. And so verse 24 says, But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Next, Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it "Is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And as we look at this passage, not only, there were quite a few obstacles. Man, she comes, she hears about all that Jesus has done. She comes face to face with him. She lets him know what's going on. She had the obstacle of her race. She wasn't a Jew. She was a Gentile on the outside and a Canaanite at that. She had the obstacle of religion. She tried going to him through Judaism. That wasn't going to get anywhere. You see the obstacle of racism and the, to send her away. And you've got to understand, Jesus was not that We look and we talk about in our world racism today and things of that nature, and I'm not going to get into all of that today. But with the Lord, there should be no racism. Racism is wrong and should never take place, period. No, there is no race superior to one another. All races are level at the foot of the cross. And don't ever forget that. And if there's a racist bone in your body, you are wrong and you need to get right with God because God is not that way it would not have any of his children be that way and I'll leave that there the next obstacle was the obstacle of rejection rejection as Jesus speaks to this woman his words appear pretty harsh to her his words probably shook her to her core His words might have even broke her a little bit. And we see a little bit of the details of that conversation there in Matthew 15. And let's go back to those verses. I want you to see those again. You see, he answered her not a word. And then you see his next response is, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Next verse. And then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread And to cast it to the dogs. And so, first of all, Jesus simply ignores her. It was as if he had an indifferent ear to her cry. Then he tells her the whole purpose of his coming was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she's persistent and we see here that Jesus tells her that she's a dog and doesn't deserve the children's bread. The disciples reject her, and now it seems like they want her sent away. Now it kind of seems like here the master Jesus wants to send her away. What's he going to do? And then we see next the obstacle of reality. The realities of the situation are harsh. Her daughter's possessed by a devil. She was a member of a doomed race. The religious man didn't seem to care about her or her circumstances at all her situation her daughter it all seemed helpless and some of you this morning as we look at this passage of scripture might look and say in my life things seem pretty hopeless right now i don't know what hope i have maybe you're lost this morning you don't know your way the only way to find your way is to get to the way the truth and the life there is no other way we need him this morning I don't know what the problem is today. Maybe you've been seeking God and there's something going on in your life and you're just not sure. You've asked him to help you, and it's as if he's not responding to you. And you keep praying, and it's like, is he not hearing me? I'm not getting a response. This lady felt the same way right here. And as we look at these things, I want you to understand something this morning. Sometimes the silence of God in our life is not God tuning you out. God will not tune his child out. If you're a child, he will not tune you out. He hears you. But a delay, a silence, might just be to help our faith or to grow us, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. God's delays are not God not caring, God's delays are because he's working in the perfect time. Yesterday at Chris's memorial service, I used Romans 12, verse number 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I think sometimes we get mistaken like in that verse it's telling us there are three different types of God's will. You have God's good will, his acceptable will, and his perfect will. That's not what the verse is teaching us. That you may prove what is that good. Our lives we live to prove, to try and test God's will and be able to say, you know what, God's will is good. No matter what goes on. God's will, I've learned to accept it in my life. And was that perfect? God uses his will to help mature me to be what he wants me to be. We're to try and prove his will. And sometimes we look at things and we think, where's God? Where's my answer to where I'm at in my life today? Why is God silent? God's silence is not indifference or him not caring. He cares more about you than you'll ever know. He was willing to die on a cross for you. He's proven his love today. And as we look at this and the obstacles that we face and the obstacles she faced, we see letter B. We see the opportunities of faith. Verse 27 says of our text, But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled. For is not meat to take of the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. You notice that word first right there? He didn't say you can't have what you're asking for. What does he say? If you look at that verse there. Let the children first be filled. That meant seconds were available, weren't they? That's what I see in that passage. You see, there were so many obstacles thrown this lady's way. They were thrown by the Lord not to discourage her, not to defeat her. The obstacles were placed there to mature her faith in the Lord. And notice as you look here, and for sake of time, we're going to have to move through here quickly, and I don't know, what verses do you have for the screen next? you know what's terrible? I with uh, Brittany was sick this last week so I did my own screens this week and I don't even remember what I did for my own screens so that's really good so like coming up do you have Matthew fifteen twenty two? then do you have seven twenty five? okay so we do have the different ones back and forth okay good I'm glad to know that I'm glad the guy who did the screens knew what he was doing as we look and we've looked at these verses you go back to Matthew 15 verse 22 it talks about this woman, and it says, she said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou Son of David. You look at Mark 7.25, and it says, For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. So we look at those verses there, and you see how he grew her faith. Think with me for a minute. She calls on Jesus based on his role as the Jewish Messiah. She doesn't receive help there. Why? Because she had no grounds there. And she wasn't going to find her needs met in the religion of Judaism and the Jewish Messiah at that moment. You see in in Matthew 15, verse 24 and 25, it says, But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, You see the difference in response here? Lord, help me. She hears that Jesus' mission wasn't, you think about that here on earth, is to come to the nation of Israel. When she hears that, she moves beyond seeing him as the Jewish Messiah. And she now sees him as her only hope, and she worships him. Do you see how she humbles herself and falls before him and worships him? Do you see the maturing of her faith before our eyes right here? Say, well, Jesus showed just It's not your place to ever tell Jesus what to do. Church, it's never your place to tell Jesus to correct something he's doing. You can live like the Pharisees and scribes if you want, but that's not our job. He does, and we'll look at next week, he does all things well. That's what, that was the response of the people. But he sees maturing her faith along this route. You look at verse 26 and 27 of the same passage. And he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Now she hears Jesus compare her to a dog. How many of you would be offended if you were called a dog this morning? I think everyone in this room would be offended when you, if you were called a dog. Because you've got to understand something. You've got to put this into the culture of the day, too. Jewish people looked at all non-Jewish people as dogs. The word dog meant mangy cur. It was used for people that were unclean, filthy, and dirty. And there are other times this is used in the scriptures as well. But do you know that this word, where it says where Jesus says it's not meat to cast, or it's not, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs? That's not the type of dog that Jesus was referring to here. It's a different word. That's why words and meanings are important. That's why it's good to look words up. This word is not referring to the dogs that the Jews would look at. Literally, the meaning of the word dogs right here is little puppy. It's not a mangy, dirty dog, but it's the idea of a little puppy that's loved in its house. How many of you like a, would like a little puppy? How many of you like the, who thinks little puppies are cute? Oh, they're cute. Yeah. So that's not quite as bad of an insult, Right? It's still a puppy, I guess, but a liked puppy is much better than a dirty dog, right? So sometimes, well, look, man, Jesus was just being harsh. He didn't call her a dirty dog like the Jews would have. He's calling her a little puppy right here. And her response, I know that it isn't right to take the food from the children's table and to give it to dogs or to the puppies, but even the dogs are sometimes treated to food under the table. You know, you have a cute little dog, a little puppy, and you're eating your food. And I I I would just give you a little hint. I I, I would not, oh, we got people, Russ. uh, Oh, here's a little hint if you give your little puppy or your little dog some of your human food, they're going to want more of it and more of it. Just a little thought. That might be why Russ has Rocky right next to him every time he's got a plate of food with him. Because Rocky knows if he goes by Joyce, she's not going to give him her food. (laughs) And she probably does when no one's watching a little bit. But Rocky knows, you go by Russ, you're gonna, I'm going to get some. Because either Ru- Russ is going to drop his plate, or I'm going to get, he's going to drop it, some, something's going to happen. But, but think about that right there. Just as Rocky would come to Russ, expecting him to give him a little something, that's what this lady was doing. Right? Right? Even the puppies get crumbs that fall off the table. Quite a response, quite an act of faith right here. What obstacles she had, and we see the opportunities of faith that we have before our eyes here. And then we see, let her see the obligations of faith. In verse twenty-eight, it tells us, and she answered and said to him, "Yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs." A lot of people would have given up. Jesus ignored her. The disciples wanted to send her away. Jesus even compared her to a dog. Yet she continues. Most of the time people would give up and say, I'm done trying. But this lady wasn't going to give up. Her daughter mattered too much. And what we see is, you've got to understand... If your problems are really major problems, keep giving them to God till he answers. What does it say in Matthew chapter number 7? Ask and it shall be given you. Do you know what doesn't say there? Just ask once. Ask and it shall be given you. We could look at other passages. Remember that man who had company coming and he needed food? for that company the other man's already his family's all in bed and because of his much importunity his much begging his persistency he got up and the man got what he needed ask and it shall be given you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and him that knocketh it shall be opened Keep asking, keep seeking till God answers. But when he answers, and if you don't even like the answer, stop then once he answers. We see this mother, we see her request, we see her resolve And number three. And lastly, we see her reward. We see her reward. Verse 29 and 30, And he said unto her, For this, say, for this saying, go thy way, The devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. We see letter A that Jesus responds to her faith. Matthew 15 verse 28. We see, look at what Jesus said. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Do you know she didn't bring her daughter with her? She knew Jesus could heal her just by a word. She comes and she goes through all these things and rarely do we ever see there's only two people that Jesus ever said he was amazed at their faith. And this woman is one of those, an outsider, a Canaanite. Woman, great is thy faith. Does anybody know who the other one was? The Roman centurion who came to Jesus to have his sick servant healed. Do you realize it was Gentiles, not Jews? Think about that one for a little bit. Jesus tested her faith with hard words, and her faith rose to the challenge. Here's a Gentile dog that had more faith than the Jewish scribes and Pharisees. Jesus rewarded that. We see letter A that Jesus responds to her faith and letter B we see that Jesus rewards her faith. How did he reward her faith? By giving her exactly what she wanted or what she asked for. He healed her daughter. Her faith was so strong she didn't ask the Lord to show proof before she left. She took Jesus at at his word, turned around and went home. What faith? What faith? I realize that some here this morning, well, she got her prayers answered. I'm still waiting for my prayers to get answered. What's God what's going to do? How's he going to answer for me? What's God, how is this going to work out? Or maybe you're like, I've just given up. I've been praying for this prayer request for years, and God doesn't, hasn't answered. God doesn't care. I just don't see what's going to happen. I'm done with this thing. And I know that there are some that get discouraged about it. And you're waiting for an answer. But may I just remind you today, and as we've studied this passage this morning, to take heart today. Hey, there is hope. With the Lord, there's always hope. Today might be the day when the master responds to that prayer request that you've been praying for. Today might be the day that he moves the mountain that you need moved in your life. Today might be the day when he speaks to your soul and says, Hey, it's going to be all right. I'm going to get you through this. Today might be the day where he brings that peace into your life and gets you the help that you need. And you say, "Well, Well, preacher, you just don't understand. My problem, I might not understand your problem today, but he does. He does this morning. Hey, bring it to him. He knows what to do. Look at all that he's done, and as we look at the scriptures, look at Jairus. He placed his daughter in the hands of Jesus, and Jesus healed her. Look at Lazarus. Lazarus was raised from the dead. Jesus worked there. There was a multitude of people that needed fed, and Jesus fed them with five loaves and two fishes. There were some disciples stuck on a boat In the midst of the water, late at night, they were afraid that they were going to die. And you see, they placed themselves in the hands of Jesus, and he got them to the other side. Look, there was a leper that needed to be healed, and Jesus healed that man, and his skin became whole. There was a blind man that could see. There was a deaf man that could hear. There was a crippled man that could walk. There was a possessed man with a devil that wasn't possessed anymore. If he can do all those things... He can meet your need today and help you today. A little crumb from the master's table might be all you need today. Have faith. Don't give up. Keep seeking God. Say, oh, Pastor, God's not answering my prayer. Keep praying. Pastor, I've been praying for this loved one to get saved for years. Don't give up. Keep praying. I've been praying for healing for years. Don't give up. There might be some obstacles in the way right now, but don't give up. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Don't give up today. And I know you like say, well, I would like, to, I would like to get what she got. She got her prayer completely answered. doesn't always work out that way. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him, the Scripture tells us. Wherever you're at today, I love this passage of Scripture. We see a woman who heard that Jesus had come to town. She had a need. She went to the one who could help. And it took some time. She didn't get the responses she thought she was going to get. But she believed. She had faith in him. And Jesus rewarded her faith. The Bible's full of promises from God, it's full of things that God said that he would do, that he's done. And the things that he said that he would do that he hasn't done yet will be done before it's all over with. You can rest assured in him today. He is true. He keeps his word. You can put your trust in him today. That's what this woman did.